Hi, this is Victoria. I'm the SoCal Hyphen Director. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Today we'll be hearing the final message preached at our SoCal Hyphen Conference 2019. We hope and we pray that this message by our special guest speaker, Brother Landon Gore, will bless and transform you into the hyphen that God has called you to be. cannot have my shadows God bless you and you can be seated John declared in the beginning was the word the word was with God the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made and in him was life and that life was the light of men And that light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness could not control it. The darkness could not overcome it. The darkness had nothing to do. The darkness had no authority against the light. I bring to your attention this young man that is born in darkness. He is born in darkness. Not a day has went by that he has seen light. Not a day has went by that he has seen the blue sky, that he has seen a speckled bird, that he has has seen a tree, that he has seen a beautiful rock, that he has seen a river. Every single morning and every single evening, all he has seen is utter darkness and utter blackness. I want you to stay with me for just a moment because every single one of us is going to go back home and we're going to experience darkness. Every single one of us is going to go back to our churches and go back to our careers and go back to our schools and we are going to come face to face with darkness. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how prayerful you are. I don't don't care how long you you weep and, and, and you snot in this altar. You're going to go back home and you're going to face darkness. Religious people begin to come to this young man and they, they, they looked at Jesus and I've learned something about humanity. When we cannot explain something, we have to blame someone. So the religious people, the people with the pedigree, the, the, the people with the sanctimonious ceremony, the people with routine, they, 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 they pull up their tie and, and, and they gather their, their suit together and they, they propose a question to Jesus and they ask him, Jesus, who sinned? Was it this man or was it his parents? And Jesus looks back at them. And he declares, no. And in this response, we understand a principle from our great God. Not everything dark is demonic. 
There are some things that have happened in your life. And there are some things that you have faced. And there are some things that you have encountered. And if you give the devil the blame, you also have to give him the credit. And Jesus stands up and he defies the odds. When he stands and he declares, no, I am behind his darkness. I am behind his blindness. I am the reason that every day he wakes up, he is in utter blackness and darkness. But why? Because I have come to make manifest the works, the works, the works, the works. Can I come to tell you it does not matter if you are one young man or one young lady surrounded by darkness, surrounded by confusion, surrounded by chaos, there are works, there are works that are getting ready to be made manifest. He said, I, I want you to understand something. I, I, I want you to understand that I, 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 I'm behind the darkness. I'm behind the blindness. And so I've come with a challenge to this hyping crowd on a Saturday night. A challenge that we will not surrender our darkness and we will not surrender our chaos and we will not surrender our uncertainty and we will not surrender our shadows to hell. I'm tired of blaming the devil for everything. Because if not careful, you'll blame the devil so much you glorify him. You worship him as if God did not see the home that you were born into. And God did not see the city that you were born into. And God did not see the family cycle that you were born into. And God did not see the culture you were born I'm here to tell you God saw it. God allowed it. Because he's getting ready to manifest. He's, he's getting ready to show forth. He's not going to use the religious. He's going to use those that don't have it figured out. He's going to use those that are not perfect. I feel in the Holy Ghost there are three shadows that we cannot surrender to hell. The first shadow is the shadow of preparation. Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 6, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Now we all stand up and declare at a hyphen conference that we want God's hand on us. How many stand and, and, and testify and say, I, I want God's hand on my life. But you see, sometimes we don't really know what we're saying. Because for us to say that we want God's hand on our life, this is you. This is me. And you say you want God's hand on your life. And so when you said you wanted God's hand on your life, you're no longer seen. 
you're no longer visible. You're hidden. You're in obscurity. You're in confusion. You're in darkness. But what we really mean is we want to be on God's hand. And God said, if you want my hand on your life, you're going to have to get under my hand. You're going to have to pray when nobody's watching. You're going to have to fast without posting on Instagram about it. You're going to have to keep living right when SoCal hyphen conference is over. And in due time, I will elevate you. I will lift you up. But I can't trust you with elevation if you've never had separation. I can't trust you with spotlight if you've never been in the shadow. God hide me. God hide me. I don't care if you know my name. I want to be known before the throne. I want Gabriel to know my name. I want Michael to know my name. I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be famous on earth but a stranger in heaven. I, 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 I don't want to have 10 million followers on, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and God says, but I can't even trust you with a sinner to follow you. Because, oh my, God's love is unconditional. His trust is not. God loves me, but a shallow Christian keeps saying, God loves me as I sin. That's true. God loves me as I make mistakes. God's tr that's true. God loves me as I go back to this failure. And, I and God's going to keep on loving you, and he's going to keep on loving you, but he's not going to use you because he can only use you if he can trust you, and he can only trust you if he's hidden you. I just don't have a last name. That's why I'm in the shadows. I, I just don't have the right pastor. That's why I'm in the Shut up. God allowed you to be placed in the shadow. God allowed you to be hidden. And God's going to elevate you. Not man. Not your pastor. Not your. Because you've got words. You've got words. You've got words. Because Jesus said those that come after me, the SoCal hyphen, they're going to do greater works. Plural. You see, God, God's not interested in you doing a work. God wants to do works. Let me break that down. God's not interested in you getting one conference opportunity, doing one work. And becoming a trophy of hell. God's not interested in you laying hands on one person. A tumor coming off. And you retreat back into pride. God does not need an anointed moment. He wants an anointed life. Because he's got works. He's got gifts. He's got miracles. 
not just one, not just two. He's wanting to make manifest everything. Are you with me tonight? The second shadow that we cannot surrender is the shadow of prayer. Psalms 91 and 1 says, He that dwelleth in a secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God's presence was never meant to be a hotel. God's presence was meant to be your house. You dwell there. You live there. You I don't just pray on Sunday when you're looking at me. I pray on Monday in the car. I pray on Tuesday at Starbucks. I pray on Wednesday before my exam. I pray on Thursday in the emergency room. I pray on Friday in the sidewalk. And oh, by the way, I still pray Saturday and Sunday. First church had a prayer room before they ever had a sanctuary. Peter had an altar before he ever had a mic. And when God wanted to look for a preacher that would get up and speak a prophetic word, ushering the church into the generation and the day of Pentecost, he didn't go to the foyer. He didn't go to the gym. He didn't go to the parking lot. He didn't go to the job shop. He didn't even go to the sanctuary. He went to the prayer room. Peter wasn't perfect, but he was praying. But I have learned that my perfect non-prayer life is no match for my unperfect prayerful life. Let me say it this way. I don't need to know if you're perfect. I just need to know if you're praying. Because if you're praying, God will take care of the carnality. If you're praying, God will take care of the sin. If you're praying, God will take care of the bitterness. But you can't be bitter and pray at the same time. You, you can't sleep around and pray at the same time. Oh, no, I don't do that. You can't look at a half-naked person on Instagram and pray in the Spirit at the same time. The third shadow that we cannot surrender to hell is the shadow of our past. Peter had a past. But Jesus looked at him said, you got a revelation. You're not going to be Peter anymore. You're going to be Simon Peter. Because you've got a revelation. God's not going to change you because of who you are. God's going to change you because of what you've received. Landon is not special because he's Landon. Landon is special because he's got a revelation. Landon is not special because he's Landon. Landon is special. It's because... What does the Bible say? 
The Bible says one day Peter is walking throughout the crowd and his shadow. He's not laying hands on everybody. He's not speaking the word of faith. The Bible says he is telling the Holy Ghost right now. God wants to use the very thing that has tried to haunt you to heal somebody else. Stop letting your past be this little thing that you keep in the closet. You ought to let hell know my future does not just belong to God. My present does not just belong to God. My past belongs to God. Oh, you don't know the skeletons that are in my closet. I have skeletons in my closet too. Skeletons I was afraid of. But I turned the closet of my past into a closet of prayer. And now the only skeleton in there is me. Because I go in and I die on Monday. I die on Tuesday. I die on... Guilt does not have power because I've got a prayer closet. Condemnation does not have power because i got a prayer closet. Past addiction does not have power because i got a prayer. I want you to stay with me for just a moment. Who sinned? His parents or him? Jesus said, no. Not everything dark is demonic. I, I'm, I've been working in his life since his birth. I've been working on his future since his birth. I've been working on his destiny since his birth. I'm getting ready to reveal something. I'm getting ready to make manifest something. I'm getting ready to do something. And I want you to hear what he says next. He says, we got to work because night coming. Wait, hold up. He says, I've got to work right now because night is coming. And I've got to work while it is day. Now, Jesus is talking in front of a blind man. Jesus is talking in front of a man that only sees his darkness. And Jesus says, oh, darkness is coming. It's day right now. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. Uh, I'm blind. I don't see anything. No, no, no. no, no you, don't, you don't understand. It's daytime right now. And night is coming. And there's a blind man saying, well, it's nighttime right now. And I hope the day is coming. And Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. It's daytime right now. But night is coming. Jesus, let me break it to you a little slower. I'm in a season of darkness now. I'm in a season of night right now. And you're telling me it's day. You're telling me it's light. 
Can we just have a little Bible study right now? Psalms 139 says, verse 12, the darkness does not hide from you, but the night shineth as the day, and the dark and the light are the same to you. Can we have a little more Bible study? Isaiah 45 and 7, I made the light and I made the darkness. Stop limiting me. Stop telling me when I can work and when I can. You can't use me yet. You can't call me yet. You can. I'm greater than the light. I'm greater than the darkness. It makes no difference to me. Some of us are waiting for a moment. We're waiting for a shift. We're waiting for a transition. God, I want you to take me from night to day. And God's looking at you, saying, if you knew how powerful I was, I do not operate by when a day starts and when a day ends. I do not operate by when light shows up and darkness comes. I do not operate by seasons. Because in the light you work and in the day you sleep. But on the seventh day God rested. And at night he never sleeps nor slumbers. Let's say it again. In the day you work and in the night you sleep. You sleep. But God said, I'll sleep on day seven, but I'll be awake every night. I can flip the tables. I can. I don't operate when you want me to operate, how you want me to operate. I operate when I want to operate, how I want to. My city can't have revival. My church can't have revival. My school can have revival. My family can have revival. Because the dark and the day are the same to him. The light and the night. Somebody clap your hands right now. I want you to notice what happened next. The Bible says that Jesus stops talking. He looks at the ground. He spits. He rubs his hand in the mud. And he puts it on the eyes of this young man. But the Bible doesn't stop there. The Bible says that he spat in the ground he got a little mud and the Bible said he anointed his eyes can I tell you right now not every anointing is going to come with the spice and the frankincense and the myrrh and the pretty stuff 
God's anointed some of you with stuff that don't make sense. God's anointed you with ingredients that are irritating. They don't. I can't see anything. I don't understand anything. It's not logical. Yeah, because I'm anointing you with an anointing that does not make sense. And if it don't make sense, you can't explain it. And if you can't explain it, you won't get the glory. Are you with me tonight? So he's got mud. He's got spit on his eyes. But he's anointed. I don't got it all figured out, but in case you didn't realize, even though I look like a dummy, I'm anointed. Amen. I, I still haven't finished college, but in case you haven't realized it, I'm still anointed. I'm not making the figures in my bank I want to make yet, and I look a little crazy, but I've been anointed. I'm not what all the souls I want to win, but I'm anointed. They haven't approved me for a CMI yet, but I'm anointed. I haven't seen my family get the Holy Ghost yet, but I'm anointed. Come on, you ought to shout before you see it. You ought to dance before you see it. You ought to run the aisles before you ever see it. I haven't seen my papa get the Holy Ghost, but I'm going to run. I'm going to shout. I'm going to dance. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. But I'm anointed to still see it. Come on, somebody clap your hands in faith. Come on, my mama's coming back. My daddy's coming back. My atheist uncle's coming back. Come on, I want to know what would you do if your grandpa got the Holy Ghost tomorrow? What would you do if your daddy was in church tomorrow? What would you do if your sibling was getting baptized tomorrow? I may look a little crazy, but I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it.
Come on, keep worshiping for a moment. Keep worshiping for a moment. Keep worshiping for a moment. Come on, I wish you would see it in the spirit. See yourself baptizing them. See yourself worshiping with them. See yourself praying them through the, to the Holy Ghost. I don't see anything, but I'm still going to see something. I don't see anything, but I'm still going to see something. coming back they're coming back they're coming back they're coming back they're coming back Come on for just another 60 seconds. Pray with authority. Come on, pray with authority. Pray with authority. I demand Pharaoh to let him go. I demand alcohol to let him go. I demand pornography to let him go. I demand false doctrine to let him go. Come on, I don't care where they are. I know where you are. I don't care where they're living. I know where you're living. You're living in prayer. You're living in consecration. You're living in sacrifice. You're living in the oil so that they can come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Oh yes, oh yes. The promises of God are true. The promises of God are right. Every promise, every prophecy shall come to pass. Every protocol in the name of Jesus. Woo. 
Come on, the hand of God is on you. I said the hand of God is on you. The anointing is on you. And what is on you is greater than what's in front of you. What you feel is greater than what you can see. Stop limiting God. Stop limiting God. Stop limiting God. Come on, somebody ought to step out from where they are. Come on, you ought to join those in the altar right now. Come on, you ought to make a move right now. Come on, don't stay where you are. Don't stay where you are. Get out. Get out. Get out. Come on, press in. Come on, press in. If others are praying, press past them. Push past them. Get up to the front. Get up to the front. Come on, there's still room at the front. Come on, press in. Everybody take a step forward. Come on, press in. Press in. Get desperate. Get serious. Get the organ player, 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 get the organ Come on, somebody pray right now. Come on, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have it to have it all together. You don't have to know it. One, two, three, A, B, C. There's an anointing on you. There's an anointing on you. Oh, I feel it right now. 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 I feel you, Holy Ghost. 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 Come on, hell's not going to have my preparation. Hell's not going to have my prayer. Hell's not going to have my past. Hell's not going to have my prodigal.
Come on, lay your hand on someone beside you right now. Come on, we're going to move on in just a moment. We're going to move on in just a moment, but lay your hand on somebody right now. Come on, lay your hand on somebody right now. Lay your hand on somebody right now. Lay your hand on somebody right now. You don't know the darkness they're facing. You don't know the hell that they're going home to. You don't know the black of night that they've been in. You don't know the depression that's come against them. You don't know the suicidal thoughts that have attacked them. But pray like you do. Pray like you do. You don't know what they're facing, but pray like you know. Pray for a moment like you know. Move Holy Ghost. 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 Oh, move right now. Come on, just for a few more moments, just a few more moments. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He cut a
Come on, something's getting ready to be made manifest. Come on, something's getting ready to be made manifest. Something's getting ready to be made manifest. I said something's getting ready to be revealed. Something's getting ready to be shown. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me all across this house. Stop despising the darkness. Because God is not limited by the darkness. Can I mess with our theology? Sometimes God is inside the darkness. Bible says that the people stood afar off. And Moses drew near to God. In the thick darkness. All of us are going to face suicidal thoughts. Thoughts of depression. Thoughts of fear. Thoughts of anxiety. I'm not telling you that God sent that anxiety. And God sent those suicidal thoughts. But God uses the darkness. And God uses the light. God works in the day. But he also works in the night. Hear me tonight. Some of that loneliness that you're feeling. Is really a call to prayer. Some of that fear and doubt you're feeling. It's really a call to prayer. Jeremiah, I know what it I know what it means to wake up feeling suicidal thoughts. I know what it means to wake up and not leave my room all day, head under my pillow, hearing voices and feeling the grip of hell. As attack after attack comes after me. Know what it means to sit on an airplane and bawl and cry. Feeling demonic forces come against me and feeling helpless. The darkness is real. But I don't despise those dark moments. Because it was the dark moments that began to manifest an authority. It was the dark moments, Sister Victoria, God, that brought me closer to Him. And when I said, God, I'm tired of being lonely. 
I'm glad God didn't send friends. Because I was lonely, I finally found a place in Him. And I don't got a... I don't have friends in high places. I have a Father in heavenly places. And the darkness brought me to heal. The fear brought me to heal. So I'm, I, I'm trying to mess with our theology right now. I'm trying to wreck our theology. Because some of you are waiting to be called out of the darkness. And then be anointed. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says he was anointed. And still in darkness. God wants to call you out. And God wants to anoint you. No, 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 no. God can anoint you before he ever brings you out of the valley. God can anoint. I still can't see. But I'm anointed. God, I hope I make it. I, I, oh God, help me, Frankie. I'm trying to make sense right now because there's people in this room that think, well, Andrew don't deal with fear anymore. He's anointed. I was anointed before I was ever delivered from fear. I'm anointed and sometimes I still face suicidal spirits. I'm anointed and sometimes I still go through a crisis of faith. But my God does not just work in the light. He works in the darkness. My God doesn't just work in the day. Somewhere. I'm telling you, we're going somewhere in the Holy Ghost right now. One of the most comforting, one of the most comforting scriptures, one of the most comforting scriptures is the very first scripture that we read. And God, Jesus Christ, deity and humanity, passed by and saw a blind man. He didn't get it. God saw you before you ever saw him. God selected you before you ever selected him. I said God has had his eye on you even when you were confused. Even when you couldn't make sense of it all. Even when you didn't know your left from your right, your front from your back. 
every once in a while, somebody asks me the question, who's the most powerful person you know? Who's the most powerful man of God? Who's the most powerful lady of God? This, this all right? This all right? Now think back to a little lady. About this high when she's standing. Short in physical stature, but tall in spiritual status. She went on to meet her reward, passed away earlier this last year. She was a short, blind prophetess. Sister Frazier was her name. She was blind. She was blind. Preacher came to her, said if you had enough faith, you'd get your sight back. Lord spoke to her. Said, I'm going to use you to say things to people. And if you saw their face, you wouldn't see it. So you can either have your sight or you can have this ministry. She chose that ministry. Pastor took out a paper and wrote on it. He wrote his resignation. Resigning ministry. Stepping away from the call of God. Put it in an envelope. Sealed it. Put it face down on the counter. Came to a prayer meeting. Came in late as a matter of fact. Sister Frazier was at that prayer meeting. Brother Julio, she's already blind. In case you didn't know what that means. Blind people can't see. Second, Brother Frankie, this pastor came in late. Hadn't been 10 minutes of him coming in late, praying and being part of the prayer meeting. Sister Frazier began to make her way to him. She said, you're supposed to go back home and you're going to take that letter that's face down and you're going to rip it and you're going to throw it away. Because somebody said, I don't have to see to be anointed. I don't have to have life all together to be anointed. I don't have to have it all figured out. Come on, I've come to tell a generation. It's time to stop limiting God. She called her husband. She called her husband and she said, I need you to go through the phone book and I need you to list all the hospitals. And so he took out the phone book and went down all the hospitals one by one, one by one, one by one until finally she said, stop. Say that one again. He said it. She said, we got to jump in the car. You got to drive me. We got to get to that hospital. I drove to the hospital around an hour away. As they got there, made their way into the bottom floor and she told him what floor to go take her to and she proceeded to tell him what door what room to take her to and as they came they knocked on the door and a Pentecostal apostolic pastor opened the door sister Frazier said we're here to pray 
He looked at her and said, why are you here? And how do you know that I'm here? He said, my church don't know I'm here. My children don't know I'm here. But my, my wife's on the bed and if something don't happen. But God used a little lady that said, I don't have to see to be anointed. God, I hope I'm making sense. God does not need your understanding. He needs your obedience. God does not need your comprehension. He needs your obedience. He looked at that blind man and he said, go wash. The blind man didn't understand it, but he obeyed. He went to the river. He went to the river and he began to wash and he begins to wash. Where, where did he go? Salome. What's the interpretation of Salome? In case you thought you were about to leave this conference, you're not leaving this conference. You're being sent from this conference. I said you are being sent back to your city. Back to the rulers of darkness. Back to your school. Sister Frazier got the Holy Ghost at a very young age. Something happened when she got the Holy Ghost. During all of her life of blindness, all she saw was darkness. But when she got the Holy Ghost, something switched. And she saw light. She didn't see darkness. And there is a holy nation. A peculiar generation. There is a royal priesthood. And God is getting ready to call you out of darkness. And he's calling you into light. You're not going to have everything figured out. You're not going to have everything computed. You're not going to have everything 1, 2, 3, A, B, C. But I'm about to tell you what's going to happen in the Holy Ghost. And it's going to start in this altar before we go. The Bible says he got his sight back. And the religious leaders came to him. And they said, this isn't the man that was blind. Where is the man that was blind? They went to his parents, and his mom and dad said, oh, this is the man that was blind. They said, no, 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 we, we, we know who the blind man was. We want to know where he is. We want to know. And they said, this is the blind man. Can I prophesy to you in the Holy Ghost? Some of you are about to go home. 
And people are not going to recognize you. I said, people are not going to recognize you. I want you to go to one passage of scripture, John chapter 9, verse 18. I want to read you a passage. John chapter 9, verse 18. I want you to hear what happens. The Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that has received his sight. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How doth he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. Verse 21. I want you to read what happens. By what means he now seeth, we don't know. Who's opened his eyes, we don't know. But he is of age. Ask him. You are the evidence. And God is about to send you home to be that evidence. Gifts are getting ready to stir. Miracles are getting ready to happen. People are getting ready to, to receive the Holy Ghost. Bible studies are getting ready to be taught. I said they're not going to recognize who you are, but you're going to speak for yourself. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. For more encouraging messages like this one, please make sure to subscribe and check out past episodes. If you like what you just heard, please consider rating and sharing it with friends. God bless, and don't forget to be a hyphen.